social determinants of health into professional teams, improving healthcare delivery to patients and families. These are the themes of our Urban Service Talks, a podcast featuring the stories of students from a variety of healthcare professions, learning together to serve patients in our underserved community. We are a group of curious Urban Service Track AX scholars, sharing insight to educate and spark change wherever our stories are told. Hi, welcome back listeners to Urban Service Talks. Today's episode will be on creating interprofessional learning communities through the Urban Service Track, UST's interest groups. You, our listeners, will be learning more about what UST's interest groups are and what the groups have accomplished this year. My name is Tyler James, pronouns she, her, hers, and I'm a second year dental student at UConn School of Dental Medicine in Farmington, Connecticut. And I'm a member of UST AHEC Cohort 14. I'm super excited for today's episode and to be hosting it with my colleague, Nisi. Hi, my name is Nisi Brooks. I use she, her, hers pronouns. And like Tyler said, I'll just be co-hosting today's discussion. Um, I'm a rising senior in the School of Nursing at the University of Connecticut in Storrs, Connecticut. And I'm part of the UST AHEC Scholars program cohort 14. Um, First off, we just want to thank you all for joining us. And we'd love to begin by getting to know you all a little bit better. So I guess we can just start off with the personal background and why you wanted to be involved with UST. Roshni, if you wanted to start, the floor is all yours. Yeah, thanks so much for having me here. Um, Again, my name is Roshni. I am a second, well, actually now a third year resident in Yale's Internal Medicine Primary Care Residency Program. Um, I'm also a former UConn Medical School graduate and a UST AHEC Scholars alumni now. Um, I have been closely involved with UST and AHEC Scholars throughout my medical school career and even now in residency. Um, I really enjoy kind of continuing my work with students and um, working among, you know, these interprofessional groups and the interest groups this year was super exciting. Um, Geriatrics is a particular interest, uh, topic of interest to me, so I was happy to be a part of it. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, Kelly, a little bit about you. So I'm Kelly. I am a Quinnipiac PA student, uh, third year now, graduating soon in September. Um, I've been a part of USC for the last two years, part of cohort 13, and I wanted to get involved in UST. I am a resident of Connecticut, and so I'm very familiar with our different underserved communities, and I found that UST was going to give me the opportunity to dive into those communities and be able to uh, take care of them and and understand their needs um, a lot better than my core curriculum was going to. So I wanted to really be a part of it. And uh, as, as with Rashmi as well, geriatrics is uh, a love of mine. And I really find this community and uh, this population a lot of uh, fun and challenging as well. So I really wanted to take that part of it on uh, as well. So nice to hear a little bit about that. And um, Carlos? Hi, everybody. So my name is Carlos Cardenas. I'm a third year dental student at UConn. And um, I think the the thing that I drive me most to like be part of USD was uh, first of all, obviously the interprofessional collaboration or the interprofessional co- uh, education they give, um, and uh, also the opportunity of helping the 
you know, the vulnerable communities um, around the Connecticut area. Um, I learned so much and I think you still learn a lot of leadership skills within USD. And I think that's one of the things that we are probably gonna talk about today because um, I think the interest groups were sort of like something that initiated um, or, but yeah, basically initiated um, a little bit more of it leadership skills to everybody. Thank you so much. Um, it's so nice to meet you. Um, and like Nisi and I had said, we're super excited for today's episode. Just so our listeners know, um, there were eight interest groups this year, each focused on different topics such as homelessness, healthcare advocacy and policy, women's health, behavioral health, social justice, which is what Nisi and I were doing, pediatrics, adolescents, and geriatrics. So all the groups engaged in important discussions regarding how to provide quality care for vulnerable patient populations. They generated an action plan to support their goal, carried out their plan, and presented their work at the UST Interest Group Summit in April. Part of the reason why you guys joined UST was to protect um, vulnerable populations. And today's discussion, as you kind of name drop, that you um, in your interest group, you guys focused on geriatrics. So we're really excited to hear more about what you accomplished. Um, but Nisi and I, as we said, are in cohort 14. So we know what UST interest groups are. But for our listeners who don't know much about UST or interest groups, we'd love it if you guys could give them a better idea of exactly what the projects are and the presentations look like. So um, again, thank you guys for joining us. And um, Carlos, do you wanna take it away? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for the invitation once again. And um, so the, the interest groups was an initiative um, actually a new project for USD. So uh, we were glad to be part of it and it's it was such a learning experience. But um, it's student-led, which um, created a lot of, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of communication between and among members. So, um, and we will meet on a monthly basis. We will discuss about different topics, especially in our uh, interest group, um, which was the geriatric interest group. We will have a lot of different topics that we will discuss every month. Um, and the co we had two co-leads, it was me along with Kelly, we had a wonderful team along with uh, Roshni, which was our alumni, and uh, also a um, fourth year medical student who was Christine, um, and she's actually now a doctor, so Dr. Donut. Um, so yes, I would, like I said, it was co-led by both of us. Um, I think it was a true learning experience. Um, we wanted to engage a lot of the learners or like the participants within the group. Um, it, it's sort of like, it was a, also like a collaboration, like finding new topics to also learn amongst each other, um, ask questions. We had a lot of speakers, but I think if I was to put uh, what the interest group is in one sentence, I think it's a like a interactive um, educational um, group trying to find more and learn more about our communities, our vulnerable communities, um, pretty much. You can fill in a little bit more, Kelly or Rajni. I think, Carlos, you did a really great job of introducing it. Um, I think this was a really unique project, um, thinking about it holistically, especially in the time of COVID, where you know, our traditional curriculum has been just kind of thrown out of whack. 
And unfortunately, we've kind of missed these opportunities to get together, to kind of learn from each other. So this was a really nice project that kind of allowed us to do that in a virtual sense and kind of helped build this, build back that community, that group learning, that collaborative feel to it. And one particular part that I really enjoyed is how much leadership and ownership you guys got as co-leads and as students. You know, you were getting direct feedback from your team members about what they wanted to learn, what they wanted to hear about. And you guys were kind of building that curriculum together and then presenting it back. So I thought that was really great. Um, yeah, I will absolutely echo all of that. And I'll also add that this was a way to uh, really be able to get into new topics that UST just can't cover. There's so many different topics in not even geriatrics and all of the other different topics that all the interest groups covered, you know, adolescence, women's health, um, behavioral health. There's so many different topics that you can't do in just a few learning retreats. And so this gave students an opportunity to really get down into that topic and really understand more about these different communities. And I think having it student-led and the feedback really catered it toward what all of the members wanted. And that really was our goal. We wanted to make sure that, that our members were getting out of it um, what, what they wanted and what really interested them, so. Those are beautiful summaries all around, really. Um, we do want to talk specifically about the work that you all did within your group. So what exactly was the project that the geriatrics group decided to take on over this past year? Um, we can start with you, Kelly. So I think Carlos and I had so many ideas of what we wanted to do and, and how we can incorporate them. So we, our kind of short-term project was every month to bring a new topic and to kind of follow a similar path of the UST way of, you know, content and expert speakers uh, followed with mock cases and uh, student-centered discussions. That's really what our, our kind of short-term goal was. And then with the limited opportunities with community service and going out to serve the community and go to the, this population, we wanted to find a different way to, to still serve them. And so we thought it would be great to, um, to, to participate in videos and to create content that we can share um, with the geriatric population. And so we will have a great relationship with the South End Wellness Center here in Hartford, Connecticut. And we created content in relating to lung health and COPD and asthma, in addition to kind of this overarching COVID topic of dealing with social isolation. And so we wanted to bring some education and health promotion to the community uh, in in the form of in the form of our videos. Thank you. Um, did you have anything to add, Roshni or Carlos, about some of the work that you guys did within the groups? Um, I think you know, Kelly. That was a great summary of all of the projects that we kind of worked on through the year. I just want to say how truly I impressed I was with the outcome of a lot of it. Um, we had essentially these videos that Kelly and Carlos helped to lead 
Um, we had one that was fully in English, one that Carlos had translated fully in Spanish to really, you know, make sure we reached our target populations and just really, truly important topics during this time era. And it was just amazed by the quality of the graphics and everything that you guys put together. Um, and I was really excited by some of the speakers and kind of guest um, experts that we had been able to bring into this project. I think, you know, we're all kind of learning from each other. You know, we all have different levels of experience, but having people who are kind of vested interest in geriatrics, out kind of leading experts, working in the community, coming from different backgrounds. Um, it was so nice to hear kind of their different perspectives on things and be able to share that with us as learners as we kind of grow and build our own careers. So I thought that was really nice too. That's definitely great to hear about people having that vested interest and being so engaged with the content. And uh, Carlos, did you wanna talk a little bit about how it felt to you know, be translating that information um, to make sure that it was accessible to everybody? Um, about the final project that we share with uh, the South and Wellness Center, um, I it was a nice it was a nice uh, project um, that we came up with, and uh, I think a lot of people were engaged, which was a wonderful, and a lot of people wanted to help. It was just like a matter of like how do we organize it, right? How do we put it together? And um, at the end of the day, we had a couple of ideas. And Kelly did an amazing job along with the other members uh, putting together that video. Um, and then me along with the other group, uh, we, we definitely wanted to share a little bit of information um, to our community, but not only to the English speaking community, but also the Spanish speaking community, which is also big in the Hartford area. So um, like I said, it was a wonderful experience for me. And I think that all the members, um, I think love that. Wow, just listening to you guys speak, uh, you clearly accomplished a lot in one year. And I really like how you set attainable goals for your group. Um, it's really hard, especially with the pandemic, you wanting so badly to help everybody, but you knew that you know we were restricted to online learning. So you focused on um, educating the students that were actually gonna go out and help these patients later on. So that's awesome. And I remember going to the summit and watching your videos and I would thought that like, it was very well done and very professional. So thank you. Um, kind of going off of that, I was curious to know if um, you guys could recount your experience through the different stages of planning, because obviously you guys did a lot of planning. Um, and given that the elderly community is a vulnerable population, the work, that you guys have done is a critical step in protecting those individuals. So, you know, with UST, every member comes from a different healthcare background and they'll be pursuing different careers, but they all play a really important role in carrying out your project. So how do you think your um, interprofessional collaboration on this project helped facilitate your learning? Kelly, go I ahead. Can, I can go ahead and, yeah, I can go ahead and start with this. Um, I think, some of the topics absolutely have this interprofessional team. We discuss cognitive decline and being able to identify that in maybe more of an outpatient setting. Um, we talked about long-term care planning and how everybody plays a role in providing resources and information to, to patients in long-term care planning. And then we specifically uh, talked about end-of-life care 
and who who plays roles in each aspect of these topics. Um, and end of life care, I, I found the most um, interprofessional. I mean, all of them certainly are, but we had Pat Patricia Bowen, who is a UST alum, um, and she's a, a social work as well. And she really gave us that aspect of end of life care, as well as how nursing plays into end of life care, how physicians, how communication, how you know the PAs, how we all really have a role. Um, and I think that all of us learned what our colleagues can contribute to each of these topics. And I think that that's really the goal of USG is to find out what our colleagues can do and to help us and to draw on their strengths when that may not be part of what we're comfortable or familiar with. We need to draw on them to provide us with the best team care. Um, so I think that's what, that was really important. Yeah, I think that summarizes kind of perfectly like our different topics and collaboration. And I think um, what was really powerful is that our interest group too kind of reflected this interprofessional nature. So we had members, you know, who came from a background of medicine, dental medicine, nursing, social work, pharmacy. We even had a pharmacy student all the way from West Virginia who was part of our group. And it was so um, nice to have each person's kind of unique perspective and background and to hear their different opinions when we were having these discussions, because I think everyone comes from a different place with this knowledge. Um, so when we were going through and talking about end of life care or cognitive decline, it was really interesting to hear everyone's perspectives and, and thought processes on that. So I think um, the mock cases were particularly a nice uh, avenue for everyone to kind of be able to think about how their personal profession and how they fit into this larger picture and kind of what they can contribute to care of a vulnerable older adult. Thank you so much. Carlos, did you have anything to add maybe from like a student perspective? How were, uh, what, what were the students' um, backgrounds and how was their engagement? So I feel like everybody was engaged. Uh, I think the way we put um, the agenda for each meeting together was a way of making sure everybody is actually uh, is basically promoting discussion um, and also promoting people to ask questions. So we, I remember we started uh, every single um, meeting with a Kahoot challenge based on uh, reading assignments that we will assign people um, beforehand. And um, just so they can start like putting their mindset or like focus into this uh, meeting. And after that, obviously we had uh, our speakers um, at work, which was amazing. And like all the input from each one of the members um, was um, very, I learned myself, I learned a lot from all the other groups, even though I was the leader or, or the co-lead, I, I feel like I learned a lot, a lot from each one of the members. Like, like I said, we had, um, students from different uh, backgrounds, different professions. Uh, like Roshni just said, we had students from like far away also from West Virginia, very in, and very in interactive. I, I, I feel like a lot of people had questions um, and those questions were answered. And I love like seeing all of those uh, people being just um, engaged in, in the discussion. Yeah. And what was really nice was like everyone was saying, it's, it's very student-centered and student-driven. So actually at the beginning of the project, Carlos and Kelly put together an initial survey 
that they sent out to the larger group. And they let everyone kind of have a chance to just discuss, throw out ideas, and really just introduce topics that were of personal interest to them. And I was so impressed by the variety of topics. People were interested in everything from, you know, like we said, cognitive decline, end of life care, but also kind of larger topics like health promotion, policy, policy, advocacy. They were really curious about, you know, how can we take what we have learned and apply it to a larger setting and really advocate for our patients to make meaningful change. And whether that's through, you know, small things or even as big things as legislation and kind of wanting to know more about what's going on with that. So it, it was really nice to be able to kind of take what they were interested in and put it into reality. Yeah, that's so valuable. And I definitely agree that in any situation, especially in learning ones, that it's super important to get these different perspectives from people, students learning different methods of care. Um, Kelly mentioned this a little bit earlier, but kind of through that lens, I read your geriatrics interest group poster and I found the idea of those mock patient cases to be so fascinating. Um, do you think that you could maybe elaborate on how that actually functioned as an exercise and maybe a social determinants of health learning tool during your meeting? Um, I guess you can start, Kelly, since this is what you mentioned a little earlier. Certainly. Uh, so we wanted to dive back into that topic after we learned about the, the expert content and um, take what we had the discussion and questions and answers. So we wanted to take that into a case. And so Carlos and I, uh, we, we created the case and created some of the questions of, uh, you know, what are things that we can look for in this case? What are, you know, specifically, um, let's say in the, we talked about mental health as well. So we talked about in the vignette, you know, what are kind of some warning signs or flags or things that, that, are you know concerning for depression or maybe um, things that we needed to focus more on, and then also what resources could we give our patients before they left? What can we supply them with? What tools can we give them so that we can create better outcomes? And then we also talked about how the interprofessional team can relate to that. And so it was so great, especially in the discussion to hear like other students giving what the other uh, areas of medicine could, um, could contribute. So like people from social work were saying, oh, well, the dentist can provide this care. So it was so wonderful that they weren't even talking about their own area uh, of education. They were talking about our peers. And I think that that really echoes what we wanted to, to put into this, into this interest group of how we can learn from each other and how we can create better outcomes with our patients. Uh, I think that knowing these tools and then being able to provide our patients with the proper resources uh, goes a long way. And I think that we need to start there, right? We need to give our patients the education and the resources uh, so that they can be in the driver's seat as well um, and give them the, um, give them the information so that they can take their care into their own hands. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to echo on what Kelly just said. Um, I think it was really important about learning from each other and about each other, um, what our, our limitations are 
um, and what can we do for this patient? Um, and since we had a big group um, about, I think in total, like including us, the co-leads, um, the coach and alumni, I think we were about 17, 18 probably with the speaker. So what we would do is uh, divide our big group into two different groups, two smaller groups, and we'll have two, two cases, like Kelly just said. I think that promoted um, a lot more discussion because a smaller group, a lot more people talk. And also like a lot of, a lot of people have different ideas. And what we would do is try to come back together and then just talk about those, all of the discussion basically, and see what, and ask what we learn about it. Um, and I think having also the speaker um, within each um, of, the, of the groups, I think that really helped cl clarify a lot of questions. Um, so it was very interesting. Yeah, I think overall it was just a very empowering experience to see everyone kind of chiming in, learning from each other and, you know, kind of giving their own two cents. And um, I think the cases are a nice way to kind of make it interactive, um, but have some real content in there to share with each other. And I think the most concrete thing, like Kelly said, was just being able to have those tangible resources that you can then take and apply as you're out in the real world. So hopefully that was impactful for them. Thank you so much for sharing about um, the mock cases. And just, you know, unfortunately, we're near the end of our uh, discussion today, but I think that to wrap it up, I'd love to, for each of you to go around and talk about, you know, what your reflections on what you have accomplished here with the geriatrics interest group. Is there anything you would have done differently either in your role or um, as a student? Uh, to be more effective in reaching your goal. Carlos, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so I learned so much about um, communication, planning. Uh, I learned so much about time management, which I think it was one of the biggest things we, we fought along the way, but we learned so much. And I think in every, every other meeting, we will improve that. Um, so definitely, I we believe that an hour and a half, initially we thought it was enough time, but since these topics, we barely touched upon these topics. And I think there's so much more to learn and I would have loved to have more time. And I think what I would do in the future is definitely if I get into the shoes of um, uh, Christine in the future as a coach, I would probably uh, do the same thing that Rajni and Christine actually did with us. like. Um, you know, support us, um, try to ask questions. Um, they will try to like make us think more in, in detail about what we, what we want to convey to our students. So I think uh, along the way, um, I would say um, USD and the USD interest groups was a new learning experience for me, new leadership skills that I built along the way. And I think I learned so much from my team and also from all the students within the, the, the group. Thank you so much. Kelly, do you have any last minute thoughts? Yeah, so I echo exactly. Working with, with Carlos, working with uh, Roshni and Christine was wonderful. And we learned so much about communication, about leadership, about um, collaboration, and just thinking critically. 
um, thinking outside the box in a lot of these topics um, was what I really learned. I think, as Carlos mentioned, time management is something that we, we worked on every meeting. The time just flew by. Um, and so I think that might be something that we can work on in the future. Um, but also, I would love, we engaged our members significantly. Uh, but I think that they also would like a little bit more involvement, maybe having other students create mock cases or, you know, having them bring more questions or something to the table each meeting. Um, but it just, it, I think that would be something that we can do moving forward. And I would love, love to see what they can come up with because uh, Carlos and I worked hard, but I know that they have uh, a lot more ideas. They're very creative. Thank you, Kelly. And Dr. Patel, I know you're not a student, but do you have any reflections on what the group has accomplished? Yeah, absolutely. I think I might be biased, but I think I was lucky enough to have the position of being the alumni advisor to such an amazing group. I, You guys did like all the heavy lifting and all the heavy work, but I was really fortunate that I could be there for you guys, you know, just to offer some helpful tidbits, you know, help refine some cases, you know, throw some resources your way that might be a little helpful. Um, but I was just so truly impressed because really, if you think of the magnitude of this project, it's so impressive to think about kind of where we started and how it ended up. You know, this interest group started with, you know, us trying to fill a need with the curriculum, sending out surveys to people, asking them what they were interested about, and with that, Kelly and Carlos putting together this amazing curriculum every month where we would meet for an hour and a half, learn about so many different topics, learn from experts. And then at the end of the year, we had this amazing summit where we all got to share what we accomplished, you know, share about these meetings, these videos that you guys put together, and then see what all the other interest groups did as well. So I think it was such an amazing experience to be able to see how you guys were able to lead each other, how the group was able to kind of communicate amongst themselves and then just kind of being there from a higher up level to kind of see it all come together was, I'm just really proud of you guys. And I think you guys have accomplished something amazing. Thank you, Dr. Patel. Dr. Patel. And you're so right. Uh, UST and Connecticut AHEC had to fill a need due to the COVID-19 pandemic limiting um, all activities to online platforms. Just so our listeners know, um, there were eight interest groups this year, each focused on different topics, such as homelessness. And honestly, I think this has been such a great discussion. So thank you all for joining us today. Yeah, once again, a big thank you to the UST AHEC Scholars Geriatrics Interest Group for coming on to talk to us today and sharing their team's accomplishments within UST. Um, Geriatric members of our community are oftentimes neglected or mistreated. So it's amazing to see all of you being so intentional about supplementing your education. And then just another thank you to the Urban Service Talks team for all of the work to putting together today's episode. So thank you to everybody. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks again. Thanks so much. So to our listeners, as always, we like to end our episodes with a question for you guys to think about. What can you do in your own life to combat ageism? So how we think, feel, and act towards other individuals due to age. We'd love to connect with you all. So tell us what you think on our Instagram at Urban Service Talks or our Twitter at Talks Service or by email at ust.pod at gmail.com. 
Have a great rest of your day and be safe. This podcast is sponsored by Connecticut AHEC and UConn Health. Let's keep this talk going. Join us on Twitter at Talks Service. Instagram at Urban Service Talks or by email at ust.pod at gmail.com.